0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap.
1: Tony, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks, that's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in-house in the central division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top-button swag, baby.
0: It is always great to beat the Cubs. In-
1: and I'm a homer, so I always say the going up
0: Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of.
1: Whatever everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm going to beat him. So I just love that mentality that's cool and fucking tough. Corey, Steve, Steve, would you
0: what? say that Tony is mad online? I-, I would definitely say that.
1: The White Sox winner Ugly U G L Y. Welcome into Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani. Joined tonight on this fine Friday night by my co-host Tony Marchese. White Sox get blown out. 13 3 series opener in Houston. Tony, it feels bad, man. Make me sick.
0: Makes you sick?
1: Yeah. Could you tell? Uh, yeah, could you I could tell? tell. Could you tell? I can tell it
0: makes you sick. <laughs> make me sick at Nani Johnny. Are you actually going to like change the whole Twitter to make me sick I at should, Nani I Johnny? Should. You
1: should. I, I, should. I you should. I did I did give the White Sox a little reply. You know, they tweet the final score graphic. I did. It, Phil, Phil Leotardo's in the mentions there telling them that they make me sick. So that's that's where, that's where we're at right now. That's how I feel. Tony, just initial reaction. If you, I know you said fucking embarrassing. It's another good one from a show that I love. Letter Kenny there. I thought that was a good tweet. Um, is that is that, is that where you're at, I would assume?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, at, at this point, Johnny, I just want somebody to, like, fucking throw something in the locker room because you go, you have a nice series against Detroit, show up in this one. I think you, you were manning the uh, Sox on Tap account this morning. You look at national broadcasts. I think you quote tweeted and said, don't fuck this up. Well, you went and fucked it up
1: granted it's not it's, there it's is one game. there's one still game. one there's one, 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 one half of it but it's it's a it's a bad start a bad taste it's, a, mouth bad, starts, it's a bad yeah, it's right. a bad it's not right. a set the tone right. type right it's whatever the not a set the tone whatever the opposite starts I, don't, I don't know if we found the antithesis to set hashtag set the tone um but well i know there's it's, that's it's so white white always dark, something but, yeah it, yeah. We'll find it. We'll figure it out. But whatever it was, it was the opposite of set the tone, Tony. But I know there's a lot a lot to discuss when we're talking about this game, uh, and we'll get into some of those heavy-hitting topics. But initially, everybody wants to go and throw blame. I get it. Everybody's frustrated as White Sox fans here in White Sox Twitter. But uh, I know people want to talk about Giolito, want to talk about Larusa, want to talk about fucking Joe McEwing again here. Um, but I'm just going to just stop before we even get there and take all ownership for this one, Tony, because I should have known better. I should have known better, and I wore this shirt. It was nice and comfortable, but the last time I wore the shirt for a Friday night game, Tony, similar situation. It was the Friday night of the Yankees series, and me and Sean did the show after, and he complimented the shirt, and I said, well, was it that great if it didn't work? And I made the mistake. I just pulled it out of the closet, didn't even think twice about it. So that's on me. I'll own it, and that's where I got to kick this thing off before we get into anything else.
0: It's it's fantastic that you say that. I I am draped right now in different clothes than I wore during that winning streak. Where's the red, white and blue? I look like I'm dressed for a funeral right now, don't I? Well, you might as well be tonight. And and, I mean, yeah, and you are as fitting. you are too. I've been rocking the red, white and blue. I have no idea where the sunglasses went. You can blame it on the Budweiser, you can blame it on whatever it is. But this is fantastic we're talking about things. It's only crazy if it doesn't work, Johnny, right? right? Like it's only crazy if it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. I got to get
0: I, back to the red, white, and blue.
1: Yeah. I, I need to. I you, should, gotta you get, know what? you
0: got to get back to if you, whatever
1: works for you on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, well, like if you notice you and I were on the show and I you know if you remember, I was wearing white shirts, white, white sock shirts with black logos on them. That I need to dig out more of those and get those rolling because that helped us to propel for wins. Um, So that's your socks on tap superstition to start this thing off. So we'll we'll take our ownership here, right? And now we can, now that we've eclipsed that, um, you know, threshold, let's get into some of the game here, Tony. Big storyline of tonight is going to be Lucas Giolito, obviously. Um, so a couple long balls early, uh, that doesn't look good, but then he settles in for a couple of innings, uh, and then the sixth inning, whatever happened there, um, absolute. Oh, travesty of a sixth inning from both him, Matt Foster, uh, Tanner Banks had to come in and clean up. Even he gave up a home run. All three pitchers gave up a home run. And then he just, just abysmal. Ten runs allowed in that sixth inning. Wheels completely fell off the cart. Whatever kind of phrases that you want to use for that, that's what happened there. And, um, Tony, it's disappointing because you saw the kind of meltdown from Giolito in terms of he had a lead against the Rangers last weekend and then coughed that up. Was it five-run lead? And then now today, he kind of puts you behind the eight ball a little bit, but then A.J. Pollock ties it up. Uh, So coming in the sixth inning, I understand that you could go and pinpoint certain areas, and you say, okay, well, Tony should have taken him out here. They should have had someone prepared. Granted, all fair. But at the same time, you're talking about Ace, right? He's supposed to be Ace, and he's not putting out much Ace shit as of late, Tony.
0: It all goes back to expectations, Johnny and expectations and and what you're commanding for yourself are, are huge important like important pieces here. This is a guy that had commercials running what was it last year about how he was the worst pitcher in baseball and now he was the best pitcher in baseball and guaranteed rate, go get yourself a nice mortgage. That inflation looks pretty fucking bad right now, Johnny. <laughs>
1: yes, it does. <laughs> I love the our guy Saxon insane on Twitter. If you don't follow him, but he's a, he's a good he's a good commentary during the game. A lot of humor involved there. But he w- he would reference that commercial. He said, "But is when's Giulio going to let the numbers define him again?" Because <laughs> that was a big like line in the commercial, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it's 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 bad. It it, yeah. it is really bad because, man. Uh, I've 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 rode the Giolito roller coaster, the entire ride. One of the first podcasts that I was ever on. I said Lucas Giolito was going to be the like the stud, the number one ace. On the on the White Sox rotation when they're going to be something like you you can go back and listen to that, and then I got let down. And then all of a sudden, as soon as I started getting like mad about the fact that he wasn't performing to the level that I thought that he was going to be at, he did it for like a year. And then when you want him to go show up against a team like the Astros a couple years later, where everything's kind of been, I guess, mediocre. Yeah, some of the stats are good. But is he a top five pitcher in baseball? No. Top 10? Probably not. Okay, so I know you only gave up Adam Eaton for him,
1: but he ain't what he's built out to be. Not pitching up to it right now, I would say. No, he's That's not. A-
0: and 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 that that's the hard part, right? Like that's the hard part to figure out what is Lucas Giolito. You want him to show up tonight and set the tone. You're riding a three-game winning streak. Here's the guy that says he's his he's the ace of this staff. Here's the guy, Johnny, that fans were saying earlier this offseason, just pay the man the extra money because he was in an ARB deal. And things were blowing up when when they were talking about, oh, well, the Sox, the White Sox were were not willing to go with what Lucas Gilito thought he was worth. Sox fans want to come here and say, the team needs to make it. Pass the ALDS. Well, here's your ace, a guy that the organization looked at and said, you're not worth what you are going to command, went to an ARB deal with the guy, and then he goes out and faces a team that you need to beat in October in order to achieve the ultimate goal that's going to make everybody who follows this team happy, and he shit the bed tonight.
1: Yeah. And you, you use the words are the facts. You use the word ace. There a lot of people use the word ace. And there was a time there, there was a time where that was, but I think it's, it's high time that we, it, it, cause this thing can be fluid, right? The, this can bounce back and forth. But as we're talking right now here, Friday, June 17th, 2022, Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease are vying for your ace spots until we get Lance Lynn back fully full go and see what he's about. Obviously last year, he was kind of your guy. He was your number one, right? He got the ball first in the playoffs. He was the third overall Cy Young voting. Okay, that, that's your ace right there. That was defined. Now we're kind of in a state of flux here because Dylan C started out Cy Young looking, and then he did, you know, a few bumps in the road there, but overall the stuff is still nasty there. Um, so I would, whenever anyone says that, I'm going to just start putting finger quotes around the ace as it refers to Lucas Giolito, Tony. That's where I'm at with it. And uh, I, you, you kind of gave the big picture over that. I just want to talk specifically about some uh, technical things tonight. I listened to a little bit. It was uh, Daryl Van Scowen, Chicago Sun Times, posted the video of Lucas Giolito post game. And he had said that he had worked on some mechanics, mechanical changes leading up to this. I don't know if that's the best thing to be doing. Um, uh, but we got to do, you know, what is going to be most comfortable for you and what you think is going to give you the most success. Well, uh, it obviously it be everyone wants to go and rush to the six inning here. And I get it. That was the, the sore spot, the one that's going to be talked about, gonna be we're gonna be the butt of the joke. Uh, we were on the broadcast and we will be on MLB network and all the highlight packages that run with this. But we we're talking about early hashtag set the tone stuff. He just missed on locations when you're talking about the home run to Bragman in the bottom of the first two-run shot. Guriel, what is he like? Just fresh back off the injured list. I don't know if he's played a fucking game this year. At least I, that's what I thought. I caught in passing uh, when I heard that, and then boom, he goes lead off home run, bottom of the second. There, he's just straight up missing locations. And if that's a product of him tweaking some mechanical stuff, there, Tony, it ain't the time to do it against the fucking Houston Astros. Here, I understand things weren't going swimmingly totally before this, and maybe wanted to make some adjustments to, uh, you know, rectify uh, what was going down uh, in that Texas game. But man, uh, when you're not sure of it. You'll get beat sure as shit real quick.
0: Everything you said there and the way you summed it up, if you're not sure of it, you're going to get beat real quick. I just love that statement because it applies to everything outside of baseball, Johnny. And it feels like we have been at that state consistently. Over the course of the last few years with this White Sox team, you're not sure of it. Go look at the send of Larry Garcia. I'm not going to slander oh, it. Lord.
1: What do you mean you're going to slander it? Listen, we should pile on Super no. Joe here. That was terrible. Okay. That's awful. I, I, that was well, awful. Okay. We want to get into that. We can transition. Yeah, let's away get video. into it. Go there. Let's, let's do
0: let's, it. Let's get into it. Let's do it, dude. We've seen this. It was, yeah, we've we, seen we, this we, before. Let's, we've let's seen, just start we've it. it. It's
1: Super Joe. It's it's another stupid send by stupid Joe. Let's just call him that there. That's stupid Joe there because that was abysmal. The ball, like you could go. Like I'm tempted to like go back and pull up the screenshot. I think I will at some point. Maybe I'll use it as the uh, featured photo for uh, right, our guys' so, recap, dude. Did, it did, was it was it was out by a mile, and it was. A very clear situation. It's all right in front of him there. And I get it. It's Jordan Alvarez out there, but Holy shit with where the ball is placed. I don't think Joe has good depth perception. That's what I think the issue is here. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't (laughs) understand like how like far it physically is from like point A to point B where it's gotta be like, even with a guy that's a little bit quick and shifty, like Lurie Garcia, man, it, it, when you're, it's one thing, if it's bang, bang, and it's right there and it was a perfect throw that nails him. Okay. Joe, all right, you're being aggressive. I understand it. But, man, we've seen multiple occasions now. I remember – everyone remembers vividly the one back in Cleveland. That's when that started, that whole kind of Mm -hmm. bad stretch of baseball there early on in the season. This is another one in terms of the distance that the ball was already there before the runner had to come across the plate. And Laurie didn't stand a chance. What are you supposed to do, do a backflip over him?
0: I mean, this might have been the worst send – I've ever seen, and, and there, there's video evidence of. I think the of, Cleveland of, one is still Just
1: I, fucking yeah.
0: waving him home when that play was going down, and let's let's just go back to the fact that the play before it actually matters. So Josh Harrison gets himself in a rundown that does allow. A guy to get to second base okay you've got this national broadcast and johnny i know you wrote an article today over at ontapsportsnet.com that told people how to get the best baseball experience <laughs> out yeah. of today's ball game if you're a white Sox fan and that's to sync up lennon dj that's you have. were on this yeah. but i wanted i wanted to i wanted the different experience johnny i wanted to know what everybody else was seeing if they didn't Go to sports Net and do exactly what you said to do. So Josh Harrison gets in a rundown. And you have the broadcast talking about how well of a rundown that is. Because he allowed a runner to get over to second base. I don't buy that. In fact, Hawk Harrelson probably would have shit all over that entire theory. Because you got to know where you're at in that situation. Yeah. It's a ground ball over towards the third base side. You're going to go run. You're going to go run that way. But if you're Josh Harrison, if you held up just a little bit to see if he's going to make that throw over to first base, then you can break full speed. He broke full speed. That's a little too early.
1: He has the speed to do that. I think it'd be more understandable if you got a Jake Berger and Andrew Vaughn getting into that run.
0: That's fair. But that goes back to me, Johnny, and it's it's just bad timing of who's on base, and that's, yep. that's so White Sox. But if you hold yourself up a little more and wait to see what he's going to do, maybe you've got to run around first and second and one less out in the inning. Then you bring up the next play. Sabi Zavala, who's come up here, he's had all of this uh, – I would say if you're reading White Sox Twitter on a daily basis, people were mad that he was the call-up originally over Perez. Hits a home run in Detroit, comes up here. You're watching guys have streaks, right? We, We look at this. We look at who's got the hot bat. Zavala's been good in AAA, comes up. Yeah, the first few plate appearances are bad. Maybe you can chalk that up to nerves. It's a bomb in Detroit. Comes up today. Ropes one, And Super Joe sends Lurie Garcia. Now imagine that, that that ball was hit in the same situation where you've got a guy on first and second.
1: You're loading up bases there.
0: You're loading up the bases. That's totally different. Then two different outs. Right. Maybe Joe doesn't send them. You look at where where everything else is. That's a big play in this baseball game. Yeah, right. And the I mean, momentum the- just shifted after that. So, I mean, right. fuck, man.
1: You call, totally different. You talk about uh, turning points, tipping points, right? It's like in, in hockey hitting the post or getting a lucky post or whatever it may be, a big hit or something that mm-hmm. like ignites you. Okay, that's the, the one where you got dumped into the other team's bench and you're just, you know, uh, you're, you're carrying your sack between your legs going back to your bench and then uh, they go down to the other ice end of the ice and score. Uh, multiple times. That that's, that was the equivalent of, of this, Tony. When we we're talking about momentum in terms of this, absolutely a turning point in this game. Uh, there, so so I, I agree. It's a butterfly effect, right? You and I talk about it all the time. Uh, th- there are you know multiple different uh, you know outcomes that c- that could possibly happen if you go down the tree of X happens, Z happens, Y happens, whatever it may be. Um, so it's just unfortunate that it turned out the way that it did. Excuse me, it's stupid that it turned out the way it did because it was a stupid send by stupid Joe. So I'll leave it at that. Um, we don't need to go and discuss exactly what happened in the sixth inning. We talked about Giolito's struggles. We're talking about missing spots and all that. Um, obviously, you could go and uh chime in on Tony LaRussa there if you wanted for not having guys up earlier, but I personally like my starter. If you're only at what 67 pitches entering that inning, um, you'd probably expect a little more length, but um, I guess this is the what you have to do with your I'm doing finger quotes for our podcast listeners, ace um at this point. So that's where we're at with that. Matt Foster comes in, gets absolutely shelled, Two gives up two home runs of his own, only gets two outs there. It's kind of embarrassing that you got to go to three pitchers in this inning, Tony. I think that was my biggest takeaway, obviously, besides the fucking double-digit run scored in that inning. Having to go to three relievers to get it done is just – it's demoralizing.
0: If I'm Tony La Russa and I'm having a meeting with the bullpen tomorrow morning, I'm going to tell him, hey, guys, I'm an old motherfucker. If you expect me to walk out to the mound to make that many pitching changes, you're doing something fucking wrong. That's exactly what I'm saying to them. Like, save my steps. (laughs) Please. Stop sucking. And that's what I'm going to say. And then I'm going to walk back over and sit down in my chair and do my Sudoku puzzle because I'm old. But seriously, you shouldn't have to make that many pitching changes in an inning. All yeah. I've got to say about it. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect response. I I I just I I don't understand it at this point in time.
1: Yeah. I I I want um, to um just bullpen
0: drives me nuts.
1: Yeah, make, make, make you sick, make me sick. Yeah, uh, they have. I will I will say this is not you know a, 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 an excuse, but they have been taxed. So you do have to understand the innings add up here, and obviously we had issues with. You're talking about the Kopech injury that kind of set things in a funk. A Couple extra inning games last weekend, uh, and then the injuries on top of it with Liam Hendricks out, Kyle Crick now out when just when he you know. Had some okay outings, at least somewhat serviceable if you're in a low leverage situation. So, um, th- there's factors that go into it, but I agree overall th- you just got to execute better. Th- and I think Lucas Giolito, I will say one thing about Lucas Giolito before you know, just going back here, talking pitchers overall. Um, he did uh, own it a little bit and say that it was on his execution, it wasn't a, uh, you know, oh, I was tired or fatigued because he said that one before, right? We've heard that line. Um, it, it was on it, and you, there, he had no excuse to go there. So, at least I will. And say, you know, as a man, I'm glad you owned it. Just like I own for the shirt. It's it's, it's all started with me. So I, I got to, you know, tip my cap to him, at least in that regard, uh, in owning your mistakes. So I'll uh, leave the pitching at that, Tony. Overall, the vibe of this game, what made me sick the most, gave me flashbacks to last year's ALDS. Multiple of those games. You go to game one, you go to game uh, four. The absolute blowouts where it just gets out of hand in like a span of a couple innings and you just feel demoralized, the whole rest of it. And it's like, why am I even watching? That's where I was at. Why are you watching, Johnny? Because you're a White Sox fan and this is this is fun bo- for you somehow. You're born into this shit. There's yeah, no
0: you're you're born into
1: it. There's no leaving, just so you know. Everybody, we can all be like as upset as we want here and go and rant and rave and all that. And we, and we should because, you know, it's, it is it is embarrassing when you see stuff like this. But let's kid ourselves and uh, no, excuse me, let's not kid ourselves and say we're going to go and find a different, you know, uh, hobby or a different team. God forbid, because that'd be the worst thing you could do.
0: This um, is why we need an alcohol sponsor. Right. Yeah. Spe- specifically for you and I. Anheuser Busch, if anybody's listening to this, Johnny loves his uh Bush Light. I love my Budweiser. This is this is why we drink, is because yeah. the socks do it to us. Yep. That they do so, it. it's it's a good I excuse, mean, right? What's what's the gif from uh that movie that you
1: made on
0: the socks on tap account where it's like you're gonna need this oh
1: from animal house my advice to animal you, house there my, it is my advice to you is to start drinking heavily
0: yes <laughs> this that's one of these nights
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's that, uh, that's a good one there we're, we're all on the movie references i mean it is friday night so um tony uh not a whole whole lot rest from this game we're about to move into uh game two we just you know not that that leaves your memory easily, but we're gonna have to flush it and move on. But I will say one last thing if there was one positive, excuse me, there's a couple more things. If there was one positive, is AJ Pollock staying hot? That guy is hot right now, and I won pick the click, so I'll take that, own it, I'll run with the flag a little bit. You got to take your wins where you can get them here, right? Find your little pleasures along the way. So I'll take AJ Pollock in a three run home run. Uh, I'm the only one that gets a point for pick to click tonight. Other than that, Tony, we forgot. We kind of think we kind of glossed over it in the heat of uh, discussing some of the performances and themes of this game. But Johan Moncada goes down, uh, of course, just a hamstring again. It feels like he's had this multiple times because he has. Okay. It's been an issue, stuff like that, or leg soreness or whatever it may be. And it was just a ground ball, second inning, running to first base, uh, pulls up, you know, a little gingerly before the bag. Uh, I was surprised he went out. So I was thinking, okay, maybe that was actually just cramps. Uh, he goes out, plays defense in the bottom of the second. And then when the Sox come out in the bottom of the third on defense, because he didn't come up in, in the order at that time, Josh Harrison replaces him at third base there. They don't know the severity of it. That was the latest. Um, they said, Tony La Russa initially said that he thought it was cramping, but they don't, uh, he's still doing more treatment and they don't, uh, or excuse me, it's too early to give a definitive uh, answer on the severity of it. Man, you called it porcelain phenom dude i'm not saying i'm blaming him for getting injured but it's just happening all the time with him and i understand people can go back and say oh it's tim anderson has played fewer games than yoan Mancata over this and that it's kind of it just feels like what what i say ticky tack injuries that's what it feels like and it's just like little like nagging stuff and it's like okay i wonder how many of those jose abreu's played through right Mm -hmm. and Whereas Tim Anderson, when he gets injured, it's actually injured. Like, I don't feel good. And he, like, pulled the groin and he was like, an awkward angle. And he's trying to make a play with that. You know, McCoy's just running out of ground ball here. Like I said, I want to be clear. I'm not blaming the guy for getting injured, but it's just another chapter in the saga that is the porcelain phenom.
0: Johnny, you, you like a certain movie that I do. And if you want to bring back the movie references, Jose Abreu is Matthew McConaughey. He pulls up in a car and he asks the rest of the White Sox players, instead of, you want to go to the party at the Moon Tower? You want to play 150 baseball games?
1: It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It'd <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. Absolutely. That's, that's, a, that's a great way to describe it, Tony. I love the movie references that were on here tonight. Um, that, it's just like I said, it's just another chapter in it. So I guess we'll have to see what the severity is. But in this, uh, with this happening, I know, um, you know, he's been DHing a little bit here, but that probably keeps Jake Berger's in the bat in the lineup guaranteed uh, for a little while longer here. Not that it was going anywhere given his power, um, but I think that saves him even if he cools off at the plate a bit here. Would you imagine?
0: I mean, this is going to get really interesting. Uh, it, You know, Timmy's coming back on Monday, so you know he's going to be shortstop, batting first in a lineup where A.J. Pollock is literally fucking raked at the one spot. I know you've referenced the Molly Knight tweet a couple of times on this show and even on Twitter where you said he's going to be streaky. He's, he's been streaking in the one spot, and that's why we talked about it the other night. Where where do we go with this when Timmy comes back? Berger had a hand injury for a couple of days, but then you see Jan Moncada go down today. You had the chance for Danny Mendick raking Timmy coming back. This offense coming together, including Yoan Moncada. I mean, imagine if Yasmani Grandal was added to this situation of White Sox players who were hitting the ball well right now, Johnny. Those are the good White Sox problems that I want to have, but we can't because now it's Moncada will be down. Harrison's still staying here. The whole entire thing is just kind of fucked. I can't, I I really can't make sense of it, dude. I really can't make sense of it because you want it all to click and it's just not. So the questions that we're asking ourselves here is how do you make the best of your situation?
1: I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's, it's not easy, and you want it all to click. Um, but that's the unfortunately the grind of 162 game season. You get slumps coinciding, and then you also get um, certain guys that get injured then too. That happens so um, too frequently. Yeah, right, right, right. And I mean, I think I, I think we I think we've uh, blown a lot of hot air. Uh, like you know, a lot to like fill multiple balloons here. Um, excuse me, party, party, uh, store full of balloons. Um, we <laughs> were talking about injuries on this, but yeah, uh, obviously Timmy, he's got to be your catalyst. I'd say he's, you and me, I think we'd discuss that a little bit. Timmy slots back in at the top. Um, but I heard, uh, uh, Len and DJ talking about possibly Pollock, uh, slide down to number two. Uh, and then you put Vaughn cleanup possibly. So I think that could be a possibility. Would people about be mad at that construction? Though?
0: Would, would people honestly be mad at, Pollock too and sliding Vaughn down because it would we be had people disgusting.
1: It would be different if Pollock wasn't hitting like he is right now. Absolutely, they would then. But now I think you can justify that, right? You just go and look at recent trends. You're only as good as your last envelope, right? Granted, Vaughn's hitting well too now, but then you put him in a power spot there. Um, you know, there's 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 that to work with there, so there's possibilities. We're gonna to to yes. see what happens. I'm not I wish I had a crystal ball to tell you exactly what the lineup's gonna be and how long Young Mancada is gonna be out here with this, but um that's the, that's the way the cookie crumbles here uh, on socks on tap. All right, Tony, let's get into tomorrow's game. Uh preview this Saturday afternoon, 310 PM contest. Uh, it'll be Johnny Cueto going for the Sox and Justin Verlander. So don't get any easier for the Southsiders.
0: No, it doesn't. And the the offense is just going to have to show up. That's, that's my early take on this, Johnny. The offense is just going to have to show up. A.J. Pollock, three-run home run today. And then everything kind of just stalls out. You saw in Detroit, multiple innings where this offense... Was able to at least just get a run across the plate. Give your pitcher something to work with. That shit matters. Like I, I don't, I, I really don't know how else to say it, dude. The offense is going to have to show up, and it starts with the middle of the order: Luis Robert, Jose yeah. Abreu, Andrew Vaughn. I don't. I don't think Moncada is going to be there. That's a lot to ask of Jake Berger at this point. But the middle of the order is going to have to be there today. It was done by the end of the order, and your leadoff guy, middle of the order has to
1: show up. Yeah, you know what?
0: That's my tomorrow. You
1: want you want my tactical solution to how I would prepare these guys um, for tomorrow's game. What I would do is I would pull up the section of the MLB network, you know, when they do quick pitch and they have highlights from every game. And obviously the Astros are going to have a big chunk of that. You're Probably only going to see AJ Pollock's home run uh, as a quick blip before they just like kind of uh, hash through that sixth inning for like five minutes. Um, I would just play that on repeat. I'd have the remote. If I was like Frank Medicino, I'd have the remote and then go back to the beginning of it watch it again, and say, hey, see those guys hitting home runs left and right out there? Wouldn't that be fun to do? Wouldn't that be fun? It if would. we could do that for ourselves, that's what I would do. Piss them off a little bit, right? Because, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to get irritated. Jose Abreu going to want to fucking punch him in the face or take the remote and shove it down his throat. But that's what I do, motivate him there. Because this goes back to even, you know, like I said, the kind of, uh, it gives me flashbacks to the ALDS last year. It seemed like they were, when they were winning their games, they were just mashing like crazy. Oh, and guess what? The game that the White Sox won, and they hit like three, four home runs on that one, maybe? Yeah. Right, ball go far, team go far. It's simple. But at the same time, going to be a huge challenge with Verlander, so you also need to be smart about your at-bats. But at the same time, yes, we're talking about middle of the order. I want some thunder from that. And that, I don't know about you. I've never been there in person. Doesn't Minute Maid seem like a park that's really easy to hit home runs in, though? Maybe it's just because the Astros' offense is so potent. But they have that left field wall. I know it's tall, but it comes in, right? It has that, like, inset there. And then if you just hit, like, a line shot out into the left center gap, as long as it hits that brick wall, it's gone then, you know, above that line. Hey, I feel have, like it's good at bats. I, feel, I have, feel like it's easy. Have I feel like good it's, at
0: bats. Don't chase sliders that are fucking three feet out of the zone. Have good at bats. It, it comes down to approach, man. Like, I, I don't think Luis Robert has the right approach right now. He's your three guy. We said this about Eloy. We said this about Yohan Mancada. Get the right approach. And you can drive the balls. It it just it boggles my cheating. mind. You start cheating, yeah. Or 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 you start cheating like the Houston Astros, and it like and then and then things will happen. I don't know, man. It it just sucks watching this against this specific team. I don't know, dude. But it felt good to hit the orbit pinata in lot B, because we were frustrated with this exact team.
1: Ooh, you know, you know what happened was uh, when we did that, the White Sox won ten to one in that game. So maybe that's like an impromptu thing, like a mean, small, smaller scale one that we need to do. I'm talking, I'm talking about like any, you know, anything to just get them juiced up. Maybe, you know, worth smelling salts, right?
0: whatever it is. You know. I, I I don't know, Johnny, but, like, I, man, I crave beating the Astros more than any other team. I crave to get on here and talk about the yeah, White Sox it's, beating it's the a, Astros.
1: Well, it's such a struggle, right? And, and they're good. I, I tip my cap to them. They're, they're a good team. They, they have been. They've, they have a well-constructed roster. They have a bunch of guys that are opportunistic when, when they do get their chances up there. And, and they hit heavily. So and you got consistency then with a guy like Brantley. Um, so, props to them on that regard. But when you see that, it makes you want to be able to perform like that. And it's like we know we have some talented guys in this, but obviously there's other holes. Than the roster that prevent from doing that. But uh in terms of a Tony, we've gotten down the rabbit hole a little bit here. It's almost time to wrap up. Um, but in terms of you know, Saturday, it's it's Justin Verlander. We didn't see this guy last year, he was out pretty wild to think you know, Astros take home pennant Not Justin Verlander at all last year. So um this guy he starts uh if you could get to him early, I think that's probably where your best bet is because he does the thing where he climbs he climbs the hill right he elevates his velocity as the game goes on that's just his style his strategy um so i would try to get to that early unless you really think you can smoke the 96 97 um try and jump on him early like the astros are able to do to us tonight so that'd be my tactical stuff let's, let's get a final th- excuse me pick the click final thought and then let's get the hell out of here it's friday night pick to click danny mendick Tomorrow, because
0: you're going to – I'm just looking at the stats here. I'm looking at who's getting the job done, bottom of the order. I should be going with a guy like Jose Abreu, but I'm going to go Danny Mendick because I want to take a shot at the middle of the order. He'll get the job done tomorrow.
1: All right, I got A.V. Club. A.V. Club meets in Houston Thursday, three Let's go, Andrew Vaughn. Final thought final thought that was fucking embarrassing. You
0: don't, you, you don't want to watch that shit. You gotta be better tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's it. No, yeah, mine make me sick. I'd watch those highlights. Like I said, and see how they hit home runs, in. Go ahead and do that yourself. That'd be my motivation for it. Um, And hopefully Johnny Cueto can throw them off a little bit timing wise. So um, that'd be my other thing. Screw with them as much as possible because they're a good lineup. So. Uh, that's all i've got listeners thank you for tuning in we appreciate all the comments that we got flowing in here uh we got some astros fans in the comments too you know what that's all right uh, i could have put you in time out but i didn't we appreciate you guys uh all being in here staying with us late on a friday night so make sure you subscribe to on tap sports net on youtube so you can join in on that conversation as well um we'll be back on sunday evening no show on saturday night uh different things to attend to but we'll be back sunday evening uh wrap up after sunday night baseball make sure Follow on tap sportsnet and Sox on tap on social media and visit ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. White Sox updates galore. There, Tony, stuff to say after it, but you're born into this shit. There's no getting out until you go to the grave. White Sox forever,
0: White Sox forever, man.